super blessed to have seen the pictures of Mexico and hear uh, from our young people and uh, how God's taken their pathetic lives and uh, making them something great. I love it when I hear them talking about spending time together. I love seeing the pictures of them with uh, God's Word in their hand, uh, reflecting on that. Uh, what a great place for us to be and for us to have our kids grow up in. Uh, turn to the book of Proverbs, because that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Uh, this morning, uh, hopefully uh, I can... We're just going to move through this because we've got a little bit less time today. Uh, but I really am uh, excited about God's Word this morning. I, I'm not all that excited uh, that I'm going to be a great preacher this morning because I'm not sure I am going to be a good preacher or even an adequate preacher. But I, I'm super excited for you to see God's Word this morning. So if you'd open up to the book of Proverbs, uh, I I want us to look at what it... If you want to be a fool this morning, I want to kind of chart out a course for you uh, that you can accomplish your desire in foolishness. And so uh, we're going to look to the Word of God, and uh, it's going to tell us how to get there. Last week, we looked at uh, chapter 1, verse 7 in the book of Proverbs, if you want to look there again, and talking about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And how that's the beginning step and that how we need to have relationship with the God of the universe. And it's the kind of relationship where we're constantly looking to him and asking, are the steps that I'm taking the ones you want me to take? I have a relationship with you. You're God and I'm not. And so there's a sense of fear, not as we fear um him squashing us like a bug, but knowing that his opinion of us matters most. And it's such a clarifying uh, relationship for us that I know I've struggled this last week. What do I do? Who do I listen to? How do I handle this situation? What, what should I be doing? What should I not be doing? And as we understand that the fear of the Lord will guide us, into wisdom and a life away from foolishness. This is the relationship we start with. And I want to remind you, if you don't have a relationship with God, uh, today's a great day to start. Look at how beautiful it is. Wouldn't this be a great day to mark your beginning of your relationship with the Lord? Not that if it was snowing and had a foot of snow out there, it wouldn't be also a good day or foggy or you, you missed the church a couple of times. Whatever it is, whatever the weather is. Today's a great day for you to come into relationship with God. What, if you, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Um, so we begin with the fear of the Lord. I, 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 want, um, I, I want us to, before I begin talking about foolishness and wisdom, I want to just tell you this, that this is not uh, you just not being as smart as you could be here this morning, or me. When we look at the foolishness that is found in the Scripture and we say, oh, I did that. You say, oh, I wasn't very smart on that. It's not just that you're not smart enough, okay? It's not just that you have made kind of a couple of bad decisions. It's that, it's that you're not living the life that God has for you. That He has charted a path. That he has explained to us the path of success and benefit for you starts with relationship with Him, and then we continue to walk with Him in the way He sees life and looking for His approval, not 
uh, man's approval. I want to tell you that uh, that foolishness is like, oh, I just made a bad choice and it'll make a great video later, you know. Uh, America's honey, funniest home videos, you know, that's just steps of foolishness, right? You know, if someone's really foolish, put a camera on them. You can make some money. Uh, there, there's things and injury that come from being foolish. And we could all talk about things that we have done that's brought injury to ourselves. And lastly, uh, I just want to say this is about finding the highway. Finding the highway. I, I think some some of us love... Uh, getting stuck out, out, you know, forebuying and stuff. And we say we, we like to talk about great stories of how we got out of this situation and got into it and then got out of it. But when you're trying to go somewhere, when you're trying to make progress, you want to find the highway, don't you? You want to find the place that's the straight path that can get you there, that's safe, the place that will get you to where you want to go. And so this morning we're looking for the highway. I want to remind you also that the book of Proverbs is a book of generations. generations. It's about a father who has a father, a heavenly father, passing down to his son, passing down to the next generation, that which is so important. Um, I know we have generations here this morning, uh, great-grandparents and grandparents and parents, and and we think about that and we think, well, well, how am I going to be remembered? What does that next generation need? And that's the question that drove this inspired text that this morning is, what will they need? And some of us, if, if you're older, if there's a few more miles on your tires than others, uh, some of you don't like the book of Proverbs. You're like, ah, I wish I would have known that when I was young, but... I didn't, and I could write my own book of Proverbs right now of all the dumb things I've done, and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it with my kids. I don't want to talk about it with my grandkids, and I'm going to act like I don't remember the dumb things that happened for my great-grandkids especially. Hey, I want to tell you, if that's your attitude, you're setting up a picture that's unreasonable for the future generations. You know what? Lay out your mistakes before your kids and grandkids. Confess them often and point them back to the inspired wisdom that comes from God. You know what? Uh, If you would have known Proverbs, if you would have followed Proverbs in your younger years, it would have been great for you. It would have been great for you. And so you want to save and spare uh, those future generations in your own home, in your kids' homes, as you look to God's word. So this morning, I have 10 ways you can be a fool. 10 easy steps uh, to your own foolishness, okay? Number one, number one. You want to turn over to uh, Proverbs 18, verse 2. Number one, keep talking. Keep talking, okay? Keep talk, talking. Uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2. And... I'll just tell you, we're just going to flip through the book of Proverbs and make uh, little comments here and there. This is not a high-powered preaching this morning. Uh, Verse 2 says this, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinions. 
Can I get an amen? You know, just keep talking. Just keep talking. A fool is one that doesn't want to hear, but is looking for the opportunity to express his own opinions. Sometimes this sounds like Bible study. Okay? I've sat in different rooms in different situations where if I would have been, if they would have known what was going on in my own heart, I'd say, I really wish they would stop talking so I could tell them my opinion. That's a fool. That's a fool. That's a path to foolishness, is us looking for opportunity to express our own opinion and and take no pleasure in, in gaining input. That's how we can be a fool. If we're not listening, but rather we're willing to continue to keep talking. Uh, This could be a whole lesson in and of itself, but if you want to turn over to chapter 10, verse 14. 10, verse 14. I'm going to flip with you just so I can uh, keep, keep on the same page with you. I have them all written down. Uh. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14 says this. The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool brings ruin near. Brings ruin near. It's the idea of keeping on talking. You're calling in disaster to yourself. Sometimes we've done that, haven't we? It also says, if you want to flip over to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6. Proverbs 18, verse 6. A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. Okay? This is God's Word. I didn't make this stuff up, okay? Have you seen this played out over and over again? I mean, when I read this verse it didn't say this anywhere you can't find this in the hebrew okay uh it doesn't say middle school next to it right a fool's mouth invites a beating invites a beating if you want to be foolish just continue to blab the next thing that comes to your mind i think that we as even as i have shared right now i say oh this is a middle school verse this is not a middle school verse okay We're just more civilized as we get older, right? The beatings don't come as often as they're needed, right? I I, want to tell you that that, that our mouth is dangerous. And if we find ourselves as one who continues to talk nonstop, foolishness follows. It's it's part of the, the DNA of one who's foolish is one who talks a lot. Just so keep talking if you want to be foolish. Number two, you can turn over to Proverbs chapter 10. This also could be a lesson in and of itself. But um, if you want to be a fool, don't care about what your parents say or think. Don't care about what your parents say or think. If you want to be a fool, don't care about them. Okay? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1 says this. And to be uh, real clear, 
There's probably ten other verses that talk about this same concept. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. A foolish son is sorrow to his mother. Or brings grief. It's the idea that their foolishness makes the mother cry. Uh, Have you ever seen this played out? Sure. Some of you have been those people who have made this play out. And in our own minds and hearts as young people and even as adults, we say, it's my life. I can do whatever I want. It's my life. I I don't need anyone. I'm old enough to take care of myself. I'm charting my own course. I don't need to think about my parents anymore. I want to tell you that I, I don't see a time limit on this. Obviously, when as your mother has passed on or as your father has passed on, there's no sense where they will be in tune and seeing your life. But I want you to know this. Um, I've talked to a lot of moms. I've talked to a lot of moms. And it doesn't matter how old they get. Uh, they're still your mom. And they still look at your life and they're either proud of who you are or you bring tears to their eyes. There's really no middle ground. And I want to tell you that that's God's design. It is not this disconnect from generation to generation. It's not when you turn 18, your mom ceases being your mom. Your dad no longer cares about you. It's so interesting to me. There there are parents that I've talked to right here in Bear Valley Church that they're older, their kids are as old as I am. And they don't talk to their kids. They don't have relationship. They don't see day-to-day interaction. And it still brings grief to them. Why? Because God intended for the generations to be connected throughout life. And that the next generation would make glad the generation above them. That it is a good thing. It is a good thing. Not that you take a bunch of orders as adults from your parents. Say, what do you want me to be? And I'll be it. But in honoring the Lord, in honoring the Lord, your parents can see that God has worked in your life and that you're something to be proud of. Not because they have done a good job, but because you followed the Lord. That's the way it's intended. So if you want to be a fool, don't care about that. Don't care about what your parents think. Uh, say, I'm going to college. I'm doing my own thing. I don't care about them anymore. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I can do whatever I want. Number three. What are we doing here? Maybe we'll just talk about foolishness. We'll not talk about wisdom today. So, uh, Number three. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16. Why don't you turn over there. Proverbs chapter 12, um, verse 16, says this, The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. That word vexation in other translation uh, talks about annoyance. And so number three is this, be easily annoyed. Be easily annoyed. If you want to be a fool... Be easily annoyed. The, the picture here is this, that a fool is easily annoyed, is bothered by everything about life. 
I, I see this all around me. I see it in my own heart where I go, I deserve that everyone respond the way I want them to respond, whether I'm out uh, on the freeway, whether I'm out shopping, whether I'm at home with my kids, that, that I deserve that everyone act as I want them. And if they don't, if they don't, I'll get angry and annoyed. Am I right? Am I right? You know what? Uh, it may be you're right. You're right as a fool. You're right as a fool to be easily annoyed or, or vexed. It's the idea that you have this, you're constantly agitated by the things that everyone's doing around you. Uh, let me be honest with you. Uh, some of us believe that we are the, the chief responder to the c- complaint department. That, that we ha- we've got complaints that people need to hear, and so we're just looking for the right people to talk about this with. And things are wrong. You know what? God says that's the fool. That's the fool. Number four. Number four. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. This may be one for the refrigerator, okay? Maybe inside the refrigerator because we're looking more intently when it's open, right? Verse 20 says this, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. How do you become a fool? Real simple, be friends with fools. If you're friends with fools, you will become a fool. You, you can't help it. In the New Testament, uh, a saying of the day was recorded in the book of 1 Corinthians. It says, don't be misled. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Right? Become a compa- companion of fools. Be friends with them. It's not. Uh, I, I hear this all the time uh, in, with young people. They say, well, you know, there's just fools all around me. I can't help it. The, the picture here is not that you're not in the presence of fools. It's that, it's that relationship that you say, these are my friends. These, who are, these are the ones that I'm looking to for validation. Instead of looking to God, I'm looking to these friends. And how they talk, I'm going to talk. How they act, I'm going to act. If they jump off that cliff, I'm going to jump off that cliff. If they decide to go to that school, I'm going to go to that school. And, and once again, um, I, I, I want to be honest with you men and women here today. It doesn't matter how old we are. Who do you golf with? Who do you have breakfast with? Who, who are the people that, that you talk with? And who are the people you're on Facebook with? Who are the people that you're looking to and saying, am I funny? <laughs> am I funny? Do you like what I'm doing? How's this going? You know, I, I want your approval. The Word of God tells us this. If you want to be a fool, be the companion of fools. Be friends with them. Number five. Number five. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 9. Might be a little bit difficult to see, but I think this is an important one for us to think through. Uh, 
Proverbs chapter 14, verse 9 says this, Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. Verse 9, uh, the idea of the guilt offering is the idea that someone has sinned, has sinned, and they desire to bring an offering as, as coming through and, and dealing with their sin. If you want to be a fool, if you want to be a fool, the picture here is this, that don't take care of your sin. Brush it under the rug. Act like it's no big deal. Walk away. Change the subject. You know, try to cover it up in some other way. But the idea of saying, I did it, I did it. I bring the guilt offering. I I, I must take care of this. This is something important. It's a big deal. It may not be a big deal to anybody else, but it's a big deal to me. The fool says this, I'm not taking care of that. I don't care. If you think sin is no big deal, you're well on your way to becoming a fool. Number six, number six, uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. I hope this morning uh, that this whets your appetite for reading the book of Proverbs. As we read these, they, they just resonate with our hearts, don't they? We've seen these played out over and over again. It's the uh, common sense that's not so common, right? It's the things that we forget uh, living in the sea of fools. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. It says this, It's an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will keep quarreling. You want to be a fool? Be argumentative. Be argumentative. Just keep it going. It, it, some of us find that we think it's our spiritual gift or something to be argumentative. We think that this is what God has created me for. I, I, I want to tell you, that is not God in you. That is not God in you. That's the fool in you. That you love to get into it with people. You love to be argumentative. And he warns us, that that's what the mark of the fool, to be argumentative. Number seven, if you want to be a fool, uh, turn over to chapter 29, verse 11. Number seven is let your temper rule you. Verse 11 says this, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but the wise man quietly holds it back. Another translation say, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, fools give full vent to their rage, but a wise man brings a calm calm in the end. Um, venting, venting is not something that's good for you. When you're all stirred up inside and when you're, uh, have this anger and bother in you, to let it fly, to let it fly is not good for you. In fact, that's a step to being a fool. Because what happens, you know what happens, right? What happens when you're just venting? You're with your family and you're, you're bugged with someone and you just let it fly. What happens? 
You sin against them. You sin against the people you're talking about. You sin against your Creator, the one who ordained the day for you. You start complaining and letting it fly. You teach your kids how to do that. How many of us have taught our kids to uh, let it fly, right? And then we try to discipline them. and go, You can't say that. And they say, how come? And you say that. Don't you talk to me like that, right? Full vent. That, that's, the, that's the path of a fool. You want to be a fool, let your temper rule you. Number eight, turn over to 21, verse 20. Chapter 21, verse 20 says this, Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but the foolish man devours it. Another translation says it like this. Um, the wise store up choice food and oil, but fools gulp theirs down. You want to be a fool, be greedy and gluttonous. Be greedy and gluttonous. Be a, be a waster of both treasure and food. Be someone who says, I'm just going to get as much as I can. I'm going to eat it all up. You want to be a fool, be that person. It's not what God has intended us to be. He's intended us to be self-controlled. Number nine. Number nine. Chapter 26, verse 11. This is inspired, I just want to say. This is inspired by God. God put this in here, Okay. I wish the kids were in here right now. I'll be honest with you. 26 verse 11 says this, Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. I remember as a child seeing our dog Nellie play this out. And I remember talking to my mom and going, Mom, what is going on? This doesn't make sense. She was sick. She was sick from whatever was going on. She ate something and she spit it out. And now she's eating it again. Um, why do you think um, dogs do that? You know why I think gods do that? So that you could know what a fool is. I, I mean, I, I don't know that. God didn't explain that. But is there any more graphic of a picture that God has put in His Word? You, you get that picture and you go, uh, so I ate something I shouldn't have ate. So I've done something I shouldn't have done. And now I'm paying the consequences of that. And once it's out of my life, oh, let's go do that again. Let's go do that again. If you want to be a fool, if you want to be a fool this morning, repeat your own foolishness. Do it again and again and again. See if it gets any better. See, see if dumb things you have done dishonoring the Lord. See if they somehow become good in the end. 
If you want to be a fool, just keep doing it. If you're banging your head against the, 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 the block wall and you're banging it and it hurts and it hurts, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. You know what? Uh, when you're banging your head against that, that block wall, it feels really good when you stop. It feels really good. The sense of, oh, that's why my head was hurting. Because I was doing the wrong thing. You know, um, this morning, uh, you may have come and you, you say, you know, I'm struggling in life. Well, well what, why are you struggling? Why are you struggling? Is there some foolishness in your life that you keep doing over and over again? And, and you think, well, it's just part of who I am. It's just, you know, it's my personality. It's part of the, you know, my family. We're, we're known for this sort of behavior. Um, I, I want to tell you, if it's foolishness, it's never going to get any better. So if you want to be a fool, just keep doing it over and over and over again. Number 10, Proverbs chapter 28, and we'll end with this this morning. Chapter 28, verse 26. But, but come back next week. Come back next week. We're going to uh, learn to be wise. There's a path to foolishness. We've already found it, right? Even some of us, before we walked in this morning, we knew the path of foolishness even before we opened up the Word of God. Now it's been verified. Now it's been verified. Next week, we're going to talk about finding the freeway, okay? This is my last one. Number 10. Number 10, if you want to be a fool. Verse 26. This is an important one for us, okay? Important one. Chapter 28, verse 26 says this. Whoever trust in his own mind is a fool but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered the last thing i want to tell you this morning in our our list of ways to be a fool if you want to be a fool trust in yourself trust in yourself you see uh it's it's been a phrase right we you just need to believe in yourself you need to trust in yourself and what that's opposed to <laughs> most of the time, is the idea of trusting in everybody else, right? Uh, don't trust in everybody else. Don't trust in your boss. Don't trust in your culture. Uh, don't trust in your parents. Don't trust in your religion or belief system. Don't trust in anyone. Trust in yourself. And there's a sense in which that is a very good step to take. But when you replace trusting in others with trusting in yourself, you are a fool. You are a fool. It's not for you to trust in yourself. You, you were not meant to be trusted in. But if you want to be a fool, I, I just want to tell you, trust in yourself this morning. I know a pretty negative message. Um, I know that uh, maybe, you know, it's one of those things, if we took a self-test this morning, um, the percentages wouldn't be very high. I know many of you are just hoping that we grade on the curve uh, because you know who you're sitting around and you're like, I may be a fool, but, you know, <laughs> nothing compared to the people I'm sitting around. Uh, I just want to tell you this. I just want to tell you this. God has something better for you. He wants to save your soul. He wants to save your soul. And then in saving your soul, 
He wants to bring you into his family where he will be a loving heavenly father who says, I will help you with everything. I will help you with everything. I I think uh, about where this foolishness wisdom applies. It it helps on the baseball field. Helps on the baseball field. It it helps when you're cleaning out your garage. It, It helps you when you're when you're starting a new business. It helps you when you're trying to keep your job at the place that you work at. It helps you in your relationship with your wife. It helps you with your unruly teenagers. It helps you with the, the adult children that you have that continue to break your heart. This is the way of success for you, for me too. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. So blessed on so many different levels. Um, seeing our children uh, with a funny little uh, thing that was trying to scare me and know that life will be like that for them apart from knowing you and you being with them. Got so blessed to see our, our teenagers and the opportunity to serve down in Mexico and uh, thinking of the, the woman's shelter that we're being able to be a part of. And God, that you'd bless those ladies and their families and they'll be touched by the gospel because of that. God, so thankful that we could sing your praises, that you are the everlasting God. Uh, God, I, I saw my name in that song, the weak and the needy. God, and you are, are the one that provides for us. And God, as we have gone to your word, the book of Proverbs, uh, God, forgive us for chasing after foolishness. Forgive us for not listening to you and thinking that because we have some type of uh, special relationship with you because of grace that now it doesn't matter how we live and we've abandoned your path of blessing and exchanged it for our own foolish desires. God, help us. Ask that you create us a church that is wise, that we walk with one another. We don't desire to spout out our own opinions, but rather... We're looking and searching and thirsting for wisdom, your wisdom. God, thank you for this morning. We ask that you bless us in this week to come. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here today. You are dismissed.